With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Please hang up and try again. from the north side of Atlanta has joined us tonight and Mr. Becker both of them there that's right that's right that's right uh-huh. jealous of the warm weather you guys are experiencing down there Jim and I are trying to keep warm up here in the frigid north of Atlanta you would not believe you would not believe what happened today uh-oh. I mean, you know, you're saying it's it's cold up there. I actually, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I actually wore socks today. You wore socks today? I, I wore I wore socks today. Oh, my gosh, man. So, Hello. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no is coming, so. Yeah. Don't even laugh about that. <laughs> Snowmageddon in Tampa. <laughs> so. I don't think so, but anyways, getting close here. The winter is upon us. Uh, actually, winter is uh, still a couple of weeks away. We're just in fall, and the goofy weather guessers here in Atlanta are like, oh, yeah, we're right where we should be, about 55 degrees during the day. I mean, Monday, it didn't even get up to like 45 all day long, and now it's, it's what, probably about 48 out there, and Got a little bit of wind, but not much. So, good grief, man! I don't know. Chip, I will tell. I will tell you. Thanksgiving morning, I was out walking the dog, and there was frozen precipitation falling on my head. Thanksgiving morning. I on the north I, side. I recall hearing that. So, it is just, a true statement. It's a true statement. Yep. It's a good thing that it didn't come down any more than that, or we would have been socked in here in Atlanta. We'd have shut the city down again. So, but I got my snow chains ready this year. Dug them out, got them all cleaned up. Can put them all the way around on the on the Ram pickup truck, man. No problem. <laughs> so, 
it's what we used to do out uh, when I, I lived for a time in uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico. And everybody thinks, well, in the desert, it's just hot and dry, but the desert is just a land of extremes. And when it snowed there, it snowed like crazy. And uh, me and my neighbor, whenever it snowed, he had a big old Jeep all jacked up, big giant tires, and we'd throw the chains on that thing, grab a snatch em strap, and go driving around, pulling people out of ditches and stuff. We usually make a couple hundred bucks in a night just pulling people out of ditches. Um, there you go. Never asked for any money, just saw people in a ditch, pull over, hey, we'll help you out. Always folks offering to give us something. But anyways... So, Mr. Becker, you were supposed to go fishing this past week. And you're going to find this difficult to believe, but uh, we actually did. Uh, Robert and I got no. out Monday morning. And, uh, yeah, I, you didn't feel the uh, the small earthquake, you know, when my foot touched the water. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. Robert actually got his uh, maiden voyage out of the way in the ultimate. Yeah, how's he so, like it? Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. It tracks well for him. Um, he uh, he really enjoyed fishing out of it. So and we've got a little bit more rigging to do now that we, you know, he's been out in it and knows what fits where and things like that. But it's all relatively minor stuff. All the you know the, the good stuff is done. So right, he's in good shape with that. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we got out there. It was going to be one of the lowest tides of the season. So you know, we got out there at a, at a pretty good time. And uh, this pod of dolphins, uh, three three grown-ups and a baby, decided to cruise the drop-off there, uh, just outside the sandbar, as the tide, you know, through the top of the tide or the bottom of the tide, and then uh, through the incoming, just cruising up and down the flat, and it pretty much pushed all the redfish out. Um, all the redfish and all the mullet were gone from the flat, but the jacks and bluefish were plentiful, and that uh, that made for an interesting morning on top water. So. Nice. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, it's fun catching red. It's it's just fun catching fish, man. If you're out on the water, jacks, bluefish, little choppers, man, they're aggressive. And the top water did the number, yes, right? Yes, it did. Yeah, big white, uh, big white top dog, uh, top plus junior with the the uh, killer of the day. So. They were enjoying that. A little that, bit of noise, man. a little bit of splash, and they were ready to go. Very cool. So, so, but before the dolphins showed up, you said there were some schools of reds and mullet moving around, or are they schooled up no, now? No, we weren't. We, no, we moved, we got out there. You know, we were out there by seven thirty or so, and uh, the park opened at seven. Uh-huh. And uh, as we we're coming out of the channel. Uh, you know, we look to the right, and we can see the dolphins already out there on the flat. <clears throat> so they were kind of doing their dolphin thing. And we yeah. didn't see, I, I saw maybe three or four mullet jump no school the entire time. Uh, and, uh, you know, didn't see a redfish, didn't spook a redfish, you know, getting into some of the shallow areas. Um, no tails and nothing caught. But, but like I said, you know, uh, it was kind of fun throwing the top water into a school of boiling jacks and have it look like it didn't even hit the water before the line went tight. So that was, uh, that was kind of fun. Nice. Yep. So, all good. How about you, Jim, man? What have you been up to since we last spoke? Uh, 
freezing cold yeah. for yeah and um I didn't slide down to the pond, didn't do any good. The water is very cold. There was actually ice on one part of the pond toward the northwest side in a little cove. It was iced over one morning, so it's been really slow. So I have been tying various clouser minnows in different shapes, colors, and sizes, shapes by length of hair used, bucktail versus cattail. For when uh-huh. I go to uh, St. Simon's during Christmas, because usually – about 90% of the flies I throw down there are, are clousers because it's deeper, big currents deeper, yeah. nothing on top, kind of weird. So, you know, you can go 40 miles to the coast to Ferndina and catch trout and redfish on top water. You go up the coast to where I grew up with the big tides, which you experienced at the boondoggle down in St. Mary's. Right. And I have yet in 50 years, I have yet to catch anything on top water there. And then you can go an hour, hour and a half up the coast into Hilton Head and Buford and places like that and get them on top water again. Strangest right. thing I've ever seen. So, okay. All subsurface. Maybe there's some stripers. You know, we didn't catch any stripers at Thanksgiving, so maybe the stripers will be in now since it's cooled off and it's later in the winter. So that uh-huh. would be on the list to do too. We'll be looking for stripers um, that weekend after Christmas. Nice. Yeah, we heard we heard rumors of stripers in that area when we were there for the boondoggle, but no, I mean there was a guy who had a boat rigged up just like you know you would for stripers, and he was empty-handed. Of course, I don't think it was the best weekend for fishing that weekend, so it was a little cold. What, but, uh, was that in February? Yeah. That's getting a little late in the year for them. Usually, January is the best month. December, January, right. that far south, uh-huh. and then they start heading back north, headed back to the Chesapeake by end of February. You know, spring mm-hmm. they're gone. So December, February, December, January is the best time. How far inland do they go up those creeks? Um, from what I heard from the old timers down there who grew up in that part of the state, and I'm talking about guys in their 70s and 80s. That in the winter, you know, there's a lot of like the like the west coast of Florida that has those natural springs, um, right? Lime lime rock springs. There's some uh-huh. natural springs back in the woods or along the Little Satilla and Satilla River and other rivers in that area. And that if there's a heavy rain and you get up, uh, basically that river you all were fishing at the Boondoggle, you go about five or seven miles up river. But if there's uh-huh. a heavy rain, the stripe the stripers will go up so far that their backs are out of the water. If the when the water starts running what they call it running out of the woods. So right. you have some normal flow coming out of the small creeks in the woods into some of those areas. But they right. literally go up to their backs are out of the water in the cool weather. And as long as that water's rushing or pushing hard out of the woods and they're eating of course bread and crayfish and worms and anything else that gets washed out. And then right. um when it uh, turns, when it slows down, they go back out to that deeper water. So at a minimum, they go from the ocean, I would say, five to nine miles up the smaller creeks. And the Savannah River, now that they don't close the tide gates, the Savannah River has a huge striper run in January. And they'll go up past 95 and 17. Well, they'll go up at least to 95, well past seven, the 17 Bridge, uh, Savannah. You know where that's at? 
Right. Yeah. Big the big new span bridge. They'll go past right. that up to ninety five at least. And I'm wow. talking, you know, for the south, you know, I'm talking about forty pound fish. I've seen fish right at dark in January below the tide gates come up and start hitting mullet and not you know, knock eighteen inch mullet, two foot mullet five feet in the air and you'd see their back and they'd have two and a half, three feet of their back out of the water hitting wow. this mullet. And it's like for an hour and then it's done. So it's the hour before dark or hour first thing in the morning and then it's done. And that's primarily December, January. But it's uh, yeah, well, it's something to see when they turn on. It would be. We didn't see any though when we were there. So like you say, the guy even told us, he said, it's a little late. Plus it would, been dry and uh tide yep. was rolling out so we were on 17 up towards that white oak launch up there so mm-hmm. uh, it was nice we were out of the wind you know it was really windy and so we right. we stayed out of the wind by going up there but uh did you uh did you did you launch at the white oak launch on 17 is that where you launched yeah because at Thanksgiving, we caught a couple of trout right within 100 feet of the launch, right in the middle really? of the creek on low tide. Good-sized hmm. trout, sea trout, yeah. Keeper sea trout. And then um, actually, if you have a pedal kayak, you can sit there and um, just throw out a lit head jig or a bucktail with a soft, um, you know, soft plastic on it, and you can uh-huh. actually troll the bank, you know, stay under power and just troll the bank until you find them and then stop and start casting or right. your area thoroughly but you can go down our fairways and you go into waverly creek on the left and then that branches off into two branches you do have to you do have to be mindful that there are alligators and that when you're low tide and you're six or seven feet down from the bank that they're right. up on top of the bank and if you spook them um you, you can get one in your alligator <laughs> you can believe it or not my mom's husband um they used to fish that area, you know, every weekend in a wooden homemade wooden boat with a little old 25 knocker on it. And he, um, him and his buddy were going down that low tide trolling and got under one about four or five feet and it jumped and launched off that bank headed for the water. And it ended up in the boat and they both ended up in the water. And then he got out of the boat and they got back in the boat because that low tide, it's fairly shallow right there by the edge of the bank. At high tide, you wouldn't be touched the bottom, but you know, six right. or seven foot of water moves out. Yeah. yeah, they ended up with a, a gator in the boat, and when we were there, Thanksgiving, we saw one alligator come down off the bank on a slide on the little little uh, little Waverly Creek. So, just something to keep in mind. It, it would get your heart rate up. Yep. I think I so, would have paid good yeah. money for the uh, the GoPro video of that happening. <laughs> don't you know? Yeah. Don't you know? I think I think at that time GoPros weren't invented. Because uh, my mother's husband is in his late seventies, so we're probably talking back in the you know fifties, sixties. But um, oh, so it, you know, it would have been black and white then. Yeah, yeah it would have been black and still, white. Um, <laughs> and he said, he said they've yeah. seen plenty, but it's only happened one time in the forty or fifty years he's been fishing there that area. It's only happened once, and I guess once was enough. Yeah, that you wouldn't need that to happen to you more than once. No. <laughs> so, Not at all. I would I would like to 
bring back a couple of gators and put them in some of the small ponds around here. Just to, you know, I think that's what happens. Though. Sometimes you'll see one where, oh, there's a gator in the pond, you know. And you know, it's just somebody brought one in, stuck it in a pond. But uh-huh. we, <laughs> it's always, it's always a, it's a, it's always an interesting news story, you know. They're out there, and and these, I don't think many of these locals know how to catch a gator, so, um, they they stand around on the edge of the bank and watch for it, and like it's going to come up after them or something, but. <clears throat> Oh, I know that uh, when we went to um, the uh, Okefenokee there and did the 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 trail through there, and uh, you'll you'll go over quite a few gators down in there. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of alligators yep. in Okefenokee, so lots of bowfin and. What else did we catch? Mostly bow fins there in Okefenokee. Really? Lots of alligators. <laughs> did y'all catch any warmouth at all? A couple, any, yeah. Uh, a couple little, yep. couple little warmouth. Those are some aggressive little fish. Yep. Or what do they call? You wrestling with your microphone there again, Mister Becker? Um. I wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, what do they call the warm out? The stump knockers? Those little guys, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, very cool. I saw, Mr. Becker, that you had tried to uh, set up your camera to get some launch pictures from the Orion last week. Yeah, got a nice sunrise, but uh, too many clouds between here and uh, here in the Cape. So, right. And the first morning it didn't go, and then everybody. Uh, and of course, the first morning was absolutely beautiful. I had a couple of fluffy clouds. I had I had the shots already composed, figured out where I was going to grab the video, where I was going to grab stills, and no, no. Not gonna happen. T minus one valve. T minus fuel valve. Forget it. Right. We were we kind of we had it on the screen there in one of the conference rooms. You know, everybody's all excited and everything. And they're, they you know they hold the launch there at four minutes and it was uh yeah we got a we got a fuel valve problem. Hold 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 fuel valve. Yeah, well I heard and, the hold hold hold. That that was not yeah. a good voice. Hold hold hold. No. Uh. Uh-uh, no. And then. I'm like, everybody's like, what What are they doing? I said, oh, they're waiting for the guy. You watch. I said, down at the bottom there, there'll be a guy walk out there with a crescent wrench. He'll start tapping on the bottom of it there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You know, when they get a bill for $100,000 for tapping on it with a crescent wrench, and they, they that's want right. to break down it. You know, tap, <laughs> tap with crescent that's wrench, $10. Been... Knowing where to tap, 99900 Yep. That's that engineering for you. Get you every time. It's engineering, man. So that's right. <laughs> and that it it was kind of reminiscent when you know you actually look at the uh, the photos of the launch or the the videos uh, replay of the launch. It 
just kind of sat there and rumbled on the on the launch pad like the old Saturn V there before she pulled away from the tower. That was very cool. You know, I got invited to a uh, to a to a shuttle launch uh, back in uh, I guess it was 2000 when I was working when we were doing the work with the mission specialist training them there at Pensacola and uh, we got to sit there and I I was sad to see that they took away the big giant clock and uh, but stood there next to that clock and watched the shuttle go up I mean that's three miles from the pad and uh, man that was an experience and the the shuttle was totally different oh yeah yeah you could feel it thumping you and uh, it was totally different launch than any of the Apollo launches I got to see when I was a kid you know, you that Saturn V, you know, it would just sit there on the on the pad, you know, fire just coming out all over the place, and that thing would just rumble, and then it would just start inching up, you know, ever so slowly as it started climbing and overcoming gravity. But that that shuttle, man, that thing took off like a bottle rocket, man. It was like, you know, <laughs> it was like an SD's rocket launch, man. Ready, fire. It was. I mean, you could hear it more than you could see it, man. It was just—it sounded like the world's largest Harley Davidson. It's just real raspy, ripping through the air like that. You know, the solid rocket boosters, just totally different noise than the big O2 uh, engines, the LOX engines or whatever. But yeah, but it was cool because the next day, you know, I'm driving home from work, you know. And, Sun's kind of going down. The moon is up, you know, a little uh, right before uh, dusk there. You know, you look at the moon. It's like, dude, we got something. We can go back out there, you know. I don't know. People just don't realize how cool it is to be back in space again, you know. I mean, I think it's it. we we lose so much technology that we, we can't go forward that I think there, the possibilities exist out there. And but anyways, I don't know if there's any good fishing anywhere else though on any other at least not in the soil system here. Um but I I did read though um that you know with the latest uh discoveries from Mars with the the rover units um uh, it's something the media these days, you know, the amount of hype and you know they just don't check their facts and everything you know and they were talking about how the rover on mars had found these sedimentary rocks and everything and it was because water flowed downhill on mars and i just thought you know that's just amazing <laughs> that it flows downhill <laughs> on mars <laughs> oh did, was, did i hear you say that the media did not fact check something no, 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 no. That was a fact. I, it was. I, I, it, well, it was a fact that the water runs downhill on Mars, man. <laughs> perfect. Mhm. That theory mm-hmm. of relativity, you know, if it does it here, it'll do it there, and all that good stuff. So. Science uh, wins! Yay! <laughs> so, anyways. So. But I haven't said the F word that uh, I'm I'm going there, so we'll uh, hopefully we'll keep the weather on our side this year and uh, not get. 
but I'll stay there until I catch fish. How's that? Nice. Yeah, right? Oh. Well, that doesn't mean you're going to leave when you catch fish, does it? No, 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 because that could, like, happen, you know, walk out there, throw the, you know, check my line, and, oh, I caught a fish. Guess we got to pack up and go, man. So. (laughs) Sorry. And then I did see that I think it's just about maybe five or six miles south, southeast of Simmons, there is a, there's a skeet range down there. Where was that? Really? Yeah. Where did I see that? I know there's one out in Lithia. Um, uh, There's one out in Lithia that... uh, my buddy Mark, the guy uh, retired over a fire captain that owns uh-huh. the place down here that he and his son shoot at every weekend. Uh, I don't I don't know the name of the place. I wanna I wanna say something really complicated like lithia trap and heat or something. Yeah. Something like that. Let me okay. see what Uber it's... complicated. No, nothing like that. Let me see here. Find a because we'll we'll bring the guns down and we'll challenge you to uh, to knocking a few clay pigeons out of the sky. Ouch. The uh, <laughs> clone. We went Saturday to the first shoot of the year for the season, and uh, clone did a. He got first in twenty, third in twelve, and. Uh, Junior champ, so it was a small shoot. But Very nice. Yeah. So he's working his way up into. He's still he he's up in the C class now. So hopefully by the end of the year he'll be up in the A double A class and maybe get his All American tag this year. But Very nice. It'll be fun. So. I don't know. Have you ever taken Robert out skeet shooting? Did I get dropped? Oh, we dropped Mr. Becker. No. We lost Mr. Becker? Yeah, we lost Mr. Becker. He'll call back in, but anyways. So you're going to do some clousers and head over to the coast, to the Georgia coast. And, um, yeah, man. That's your Christmas. Yeah, it won't be quite as warm where I'm going where as compared to where you're going to be. But um, right. the sea trout should be biting. The redfish might be way up, trying to get away from the porpoises. So we'll probably go hunt some redfish, too, if we can find them. Right. And maybe some stripers, you know. So uh-huh. hopefully it won't be too cold. Uh, I haven't looked at the forecast, which they're so off on their weather forecast anymore. You hate to look at more than three days out. Cause it's kinda, I know kind of all over the place, you know? Yeah, they're totally, you know, fulfilling the uh, thing of uh, the uh, weather guessers nowadays, so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what a, and you see that. What a great the, job. On, yeah, right? Yeah. Go ahead. What's, what's the weather like? Um, Hold on. Step out the back door. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. Right, so. You know? You might as well just use the weather rock, the way it's been going lately. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you gonna are you gonna fish when you go down 
for Christmas? Are you fishing just Tampa Bay, or are you going to go further south, or what are you going to do? I don't know. We might see. I mean, if we'll be there for about a week, and uh, we usually spend a lot of time right in there. There's some the, that park is really nice. There's there's some good backcountry fishing down in there, Cockroach Bay, just to the south. There's also some uh, little Manatee River is pretty good, but yeah, um, yeah, I have you know, ventured down into the Bradenton area, Sarasota, maybe go down to, uh, where is it? Where we go down there to, um, Placida. I don't know if we'll go down that far down to Port Charlotte or anything, but I don't know. There's uh, plenty of places around in there. Depends upon yeah, if we're Nokomis, trying to hide from weather. Nokomis beach. Nokomis used to be, Yep, used to be really good for snook, all the docks, and there's a there's a little one-lane bridge that goes from, let me look at the map. So, you know, Nokomis is just on the other side of the bay from Venice. Uh-huh. And there's a little, little one-lane bridge that goes Casey Key, and there's Blackburn Bay. Right. Um, there's a marina right there. It's called Albee Road, and it's Casey Key, but Nokomis Beach. Um, we were eating dinner at the Marina Restaurant one night, and there was more snook stacked up around that little one-lane bridge. It had lights on all the boat bumpers and around right. the um, supports. Um, didn't see anything there during the day, but at night, there was more snook stacked up in that area. There was some snook over at the Venice Bridge, Um around the lights too. But if you, you know, if you have decent weather one night, you might want to slide the kayaks out with some lights and look for any kind of um dock or bridge down that way cuz I mean, we're uh-huh. down there in the winter. And it wasn't cold. I mean, it was a little cool, but it wasn't cold, but and now I think Becker said that they've had some, you know, they had the big frost, the snow kill, and then they had some red tides, but you used to be able to I mean, there was dozens of snow around the lights. It was ridiculous how yeah. much snook were in that one area. So you might want to put that on your list too. Yeah, we uh you know we've been I mean? down to the what was that? I think it was Venice Beach in that area, Venice Inlet, right in yep. there. Yeah. And we fished yep. off the shore off the beach there for tarpon one summer. That was uh that was a lot of fun. Of course, you get out there, get offshore, get blown by the wind, and have to work your way back up to your launch site. But, uh, but yeah, there's, uh, the, you know, since it's been a while since that uh, freeze and the snook kill, so um, I don't think, uh, I don't know, we'll have to see. I'd sure like to get back into some big snook. I know the last time we were there at Simmons, it was right after we got the, uh, <laughs> yeah, He's he's like huh, whiskey tango foxtrot. Yeah, he's messaging me on Facebook. Uh, yeah, you dropped. I'm asking, did he pay his phone bill? Did he pay his internet provider? <laughs> he just. It just died on him, I guess. Yeah, he did. Uh, it did. He said, did my VOIP connection STB? 
It did. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gone. So, I don't know if he's still listening or what. But, yeah. But, you know, the one thing that always amazed me is I've fished Sarasota Bay in the winter, uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's, and caught some black drum and some trout. Saw some snow right. around the lights up there. And it wasn't really that crowded when I was there. And then I went uh-huh. there one time in the summer. Oh, my gosh. You talk about <laughs> boats and jet skis everywhere. It was, I mean, there were so many boats and jet skis that were in the winter. There was nobody. It wasn't even right. fishable. We just left and went further south to get away from the crowds. Um, oh. I think Tampa, you know, to me it always amazes how many people around the Tampa Bay area now, too, how crowded that gets. And that's a big body of water. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, when you head down to the, what is it? Um, oh. Boca Grande area. Mm-hmm. You see the boats get out there when the tarpon are rolling in. Man, it's just like the parking lot at Walmart out there. Yeah, I got no, I got no desire to do that. That's not no. how I want us to do. No. You know. <laughs> so, I think Becker is. I don't care how many tarpon. He's punched out. He said he can't get it to restart. <laughs> Darn computers. Darn technology. Yeah. No kidding. So the Russians are jamming them. Yeah, it's the Canadians, I think. <laughs> he's he's going to backup powder. <laughs> so are y'all gonna y'all gonna are you gonna fish the power plant only, or are you gonna go back up in the backwater and look for some snook back up in the little what's that little Manatee River up that way? There's a little manatee. We go back up in there. Um, we've been we every time I get down there, we always try to figure out a way um, to get down to Cockroach Bay. It's kind of an aquatic preserve area. It's just by Sun City, and uh, I think the last time uh, Greg had uh, done a little recon down there. Here he is. He's where's he at? you there? <laughs> I think you're there, Mr. Becker. Hello? Can you hear me? Mr. Becker? Hmm. We have carrier wave, but no modulation. <laughs> Uh-oh. 813- Nope. I don't hear him. Let's see. We'll just use that for you. You can listen, but we're just going to use that for your voice. <laughs> that was you saying. Just dilithium crystals are need to be realigned. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, we uh, try to get back in there to the uh, to Cockroach Bay, and then uh, 
there was uh, he just dropped off again. <laughs> but uh the uh this time of year, you know, you get the the full moon and stuff and you get some pretty good tides and all. All right, let's see what he's let's see if we've got him now. Mr. Becker. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. We don't have to use your fake oh. voice. <laughs> we, that was your fake voice while you're while you're having technical difficulties. So, Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. So Jim was asking if we would try if we would just fish, you know, that area, or we would try Little Manatee or Cockroach Bay or. I was, you know, I was looking, I uh, came over the Little Manatee today coming up from, uh, I came across the Skyway and coming back up 41. Right. And uh, was looking at a possible spot that's about a mile back in the river uh, off, you know, off the, off the bay. Uh, but that that could be crazy good for snook this time of year. Right. Um, and I, I, I got to go back and see if I can actually get to where I think we can get to to launch. Uh, back in that section of the river, our other uh, local intelligence has not mentioned it, uh, uh-huh. and, and I don't know if that's because everybody keeps it secret or or what the deal is. But I got to check it out on Google Maps and see what uh, they come up with. Because if that's if that's the spot I think it could be, then that it could be really interesting. Like I said, especially for snook uh, right. kind of years when they're moved back in the river. So yeah. could be an interesting. Well, you day. got a new moon. Uh, Christmas week, that beginning of the week, you get a new moon, which ruins the fishing on the coast of Georgia because the hot tides are up over eight and a half feet. But on the Woo-hoo. west coast, on the Gulf of Mexico, that new moon really ought to do some get some water moving, you know? Yeah. Yep. And at, at a time where they're not eating all night, so. Yep. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, the fishing... The fishing on the coast of Georgia is actually better after Christmas. The Friday, Saturday, Sunday after Christmas, the tides get back down to more normal range, which is in the sixes. That week before Christmas, the tides are over eight, pushing nine, which is not a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. You know, you just learn to deal with it. Right. I'll, I'll fish anytime. I'm like the guy, you know, that was the video that was posted a couple of weeks ago, the guy fishing in the uh, sewer drain there, pulling the catfish out of the sewer. Oh. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, we give it a try. But, okay, so, dude, I have found it's uh, Sarasota Trap Skeet and Clays is the thing. It's Sarasota. It's down on Nokomis, Florida. Yeah, that's, nice a, cl- that's a good ride. That's a good that's ride. A good ride? Yeah. Yep. But you can snook fish while you're down there in the evening. So you can shoot right. late afternoon and then go snook fish around the bridges <laughs> and docks that evening. That's right. See? Jim is helpful in that manner, giving us always some ideas thinking. there. He's always, always thinking, thinking yeah. man. Always thinking. They got traps. My first. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead, man. Your first uh, snook. My first snook was off the Venice Bridge, just a little south of there, at night, in the winter. Mm-hmm. Sure was. The main bridge going to downtown Highway 41, going to downtown Venice, the big bridge. There's, there's some. I think my first tarpon was uh, not there, but it was down off of uh, Pigeon Key. And we would go down on the weekend. We had an old station wagon. We'd camp in the back of the station wagon under the bridge and fish off the catwalks all night long. And my first tarpon was caught on a catwalk on the bridge. You know, and it's just, you just see this big giant fish down there in the water. You know, when you can't get it, uh-huh. you can't get it up to the catwalk or nothing, you know. So, uh-huh. but, I mean, but. Anyways, so I think uh I think that's enough for tonight. We got we still got homework for another week here. Actually we're getting ramped up for finals uh next week, so um we'll see. I think we'll do a show next week, but then I think we're gonna take a couple of weeks off for the holidays and because it just seems that Christmas is on Thursday and New Year's is on the following Thursday. So we won't do a show then, uh, but there's plenty of uh, podcasts for anybody that's listening and folks that are there. So, but we will we will continue to plan and execute our Christmas uh, attack on the uh, coast of Georgia and the uh, Gulf Coast of uh, south of us. I can't say the F word because if I do, I, I was I was holding my breath. Yeah, I I'm not going to say the F word. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. It'd be like forty knot winds and you know that that all that rain that Pineapple Express you would see tomorrow morning on the what was it Ginger Z from Good Morning America? She's like incredible action today from the Pineapple Express as it turns south and goes to the. the Goes heads over Texas towards the Gulf Coast. Oh my gosh! I mean, not funny, man. No, not funny, man. All right, so that'll do it for tonight. Everybody, uh, do your Christmas shopping early. Don't uh, give in to any uh, internet scams. You got enough tied up for the for the holidays, there, Jim. You got plenty of clousers. Um. You know, I'm going to tie a few more. And if I go to the panhandle, I'm going to tie some seducers. Yeah. Which is just a hackle fly. And um, who loves that fly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tie some. Especially um, especially tied in black for nighttime fishing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. Put this on your list when you're doing your uh, low sodium stuff down there. Black and purple seducer for largemouth bass, ridiculous. Oh yeah, black and purple. Yeah, tarpon largemouth bass, <laughs> just stupid. Yep. So I've got a few more of those to tie, and maybe some very small cloud—not clouds or um, deceivers, because the panhandle right now, the trout are starting to move into the ICW. I just got a new three-piece rod from my buddy down there with the microwave guides on it. Um, cool. So I'm going to give that a try over the holidays. But their trout are starting to move up the ICW, which means they're going to be keyed in on glass minnows. Very small bait. Mm. I'm going to tie some very small tan and gray 
deceivers, like number eight, number six, number eight, and throw them on a six weight. Right. Is what I'm thinking. So. Okay. I still have a little work to do, and it's going to be cold, so I don't mind. I did. I did hear from some uh, from some folks uh, down in the Panhandle that uh, some flounder are moving inshore now. Okay. Uh, they're catching them. They were catching them off the pier last week, uh-huh. and uh, they're a couple are showing up uh, in the intercoastal there, and uh, the sheepies are all over the place too. So. Yeah, my buddy lives under. Sent me a. Two uh, two texts this week. One was two reds, and one was a sheephead they caught on their last trip. Nice. So he's rubbing it in. Yeah, he's rubbing it in. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do it again next week, and then we'll take some time off for the holidays, and uh, it'll be a good time. Thanks, guys, for joining us tonight. And remember to take a kid fishing, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jim. Mr. Becker, we'll see you guys next week. Good night. My pleasure. All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.